Then that trophy. I'm counting on you to go balls out for it. I only have one speed. Balls out, out. Okay, so what I need you to do is to start chanting Kumite, 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 Kumite. Welcome, fighters! 16 monsters, ghosts, ghouls, and talking weasels from around the world! Come to my island to fight to determine who will be the champion. This is the season three Kumite! And we'll add some sound effects there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to sound really dope. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky time, Fright Hour. Your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. This is the season three Kumite. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibble. My name is Ethan. God, uh, did I mess that up? No, you crushed it. <laughs> I'm sick, everybody. I really am. I, I have the flu. Uh, let me try again. No, and that I'm was e- perfect. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm sick, and that's how I would introduce myself when I'm sick. I'm Ethan, and I messed up. I'm sorry. But boy, am I ever excited. This time, it's the season finale. What you've been waiting for. All 16 monsters from season three, dukening it out, dukening it out, in a tournament. It's the dukening. A single elimination fight to the death. It's very hard to have double elimination fights to the death. Uh, <laughs> Not if you're doing the dukening, though. No, it's true. Season three, the dukening. <laughs> I remember that video game where the guy used to yell, ha, dukening. Yeah, yeah. That's obviously what That's I what was referring meant. to. Yeah. Uh, so... We've got... Are you ready to hear the divisions, Ethan? I've got our... I am ready. I, I am excited for the Season 3 Kumite. Chibble, tell me, what are the four divisions that our monsters, beasts, demons, and ghouls reside in this year? All right. We've got the Wild Division. The Wilds, I see. Okay, what's next? We've got the Graves. Oh, that sounds spooky. And third? Third... The water. Oh, splashy. And last but not least, in town. <laughs> just in in town. Yeah, they just live. They're just men about town. The the Metropolitans. We'll call the them Mets, the Mets. Yeah. The Mets. I like that. The Mets. All right. Perfect. We got. We, all right. So, yeah, we've got the Wilds, the Graves, the Wets, and the Mets. 
the Mets, uh, we, we, the, the betting has now swung since we've <laughs> named them the Mets. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, they might not be competitors. <laughs> but boy, they got a lot of heart and they're a great team, damn it. Uh, all right. I like so, that you said that. So, well, let's say, uh, let's take it back to the top with the Wilds. We've got the number one seed for the Wilds division, the Kasai Rex. From Congo in Africa. Yes, and he'll be facing off first against the Tote Road Shagamaw. From Maine in the U.S. And, of course, the bottom uh, card on that, we've got the Barmano. From Pakistan. Versus the Wendigo. Ah, from the Great Lakes and Great Plains. Then we're on to our Graves division. We've got Baron Samity. <laughs> from the Great Beyond. And the Preta. From Tibet. And then we've got the Catfight. That's right, it's Bloody Mary and La Llorona. From the U.S. and Mexico, respectively. Then we move over to the Wets. <laughs> we've got... The number one seed, arguably for the entire tournament, the three-mile-long Kraken. From Norway. And he'll be going against his Scandinavian brother, the Flying Dutchman. Wow, what a battle. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting. You know, styles make matches. That's a one to watch out for. That's right, Joe. Then we've got, uh, of course, our hometown favorites from the Great Lakes region. It's... The Battle for Lake Superior, Mishipeshu versus the Loveland Frogman. From Loveland, Ohio. Then we've got those lovable Mets, the Amazons. <laughs> we've got the Fresno Nightcrawler. Leon Jones. <laughs> we've got Fresno Nightcrawler. Truly. From Fresno, California. Truly the Mike Piazza of cryptids. <laughs> versus. Jeff from the Isle of Man and last but certainly not meant to be least perhaps the creepiest fight of the night <laughs> we've got Hatman worldwide maybe Laos originally versus Siren Head from the internets <laughs> two of the spookiest places on earth the yeah. internet and possibly Laos Laos <laughs> No offense meant to our Laotian listeners. Beautiful country, beautiful people. Where would you rather live, the Laos or internet? Oof. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go Laos. 100% Laos. I don't think you mean that. No, no. I mean, in the internet, you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of weirdos. You'd be... like to be Laotian? I, I, would I like to be Laotian? I, I just wanted to say Laotian and prove that I knew the word. No, it's a beautiful word. I love that word. It's like efficacy. Yeah, just uh, just a fun one to say. Rolls off the tongue. It does. All right, so you want to kick things off. Fight number one. Kicking things off with a bang. It's the Cassi Rex versus the Tote Road Shackamore. Well, what I know about the Cassi Rex is that it, it is a humongous dinosaur basically yeah still living yeah. in the congo right Is yeah that, that's what about what we're dealing with yeah a tyrannosaurus rex that lives in the kasai region of the congo a living I fossil remember it, i remember it being more of a spinosaur because tyrannosaurus couldn't what didn't didn't it say something like tyrannosaurus couldn't have lived in that area 
Well, I mean, it also basically said that it didn't exist. But I think the uh, <laughs> sort of ur text to me, I imagined it as a T-Rex. I don't think we want to make that a, a, a thing we say on this uh, Kumite. If we make that a valid excuse. Then, no, no, know, I'm not. I'm saying if we're going with, with the canon story that I originally heard, but we had in story time was that it was a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes, I think you're right. We should go with canon story. So we've got a, a T-Rex living in modern day Congo. Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> and he's going up against the tote road Shagamaw, a bear with deer antlers that lives with Maine and can walk on its front or hind legs. But no, not only can it, but doesn't it have to switch every... Uh... And it is reti- required to switch every 440 steps. Is that That's the distance? As I recall, yes. And uh, it start fights between lumberjacks, so they'd be like... You don't know the how, how a moose walks, and you don't know what bear tracks look like, and it'd be the same animal, and they would get into fisticuffs. I remember. Yeah, yeah. He's, he deployed trickery more than combative tactics, but will that be enough to get him past just a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah, that's all it is. It's a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, so could a Tyrannosaurus beat a bear that has deer antlers and very powerful deer hind legs. It's and only a fucking cryptid because it's still alive. Otherwise, it's just a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. I mean, maybe... I think it maybe. Uh, Well, did Tyrannosauruses have feathers? I think they were not from the feathered era. Um, I thought they had some avian elements. No? Maybe. I mean, I think I've seen it both ways. Let's... But I don't know. So let's say that this was a strictly scaly Tyrannosaurus. All right, so, rep- reptilian. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Kasai Rex is going to... Did you watch House of Dragons? No, not yet. I might, uh, but I'm only right, well, no watching spoilers. one drama at a time, and right now we're watching Interview with the Vampire. Is that a show or the movie? Uh, it's a show. Slowly. It's on AMC. Oh, I was about to say, because you should just finish it, because it's just an hour and a half. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's closer to two. Uh, but no, it's, it's a TV series. Eric Bogosian plays the interviewer, uh, David. Yeah. And it features a lot of, uh, gay sex, which my wife really enjoys. So Dan Rice loves the gay sex. It's I love the books. I've read all the books and there is tons of gay sex. In it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing you can say about Anne Rice was she was not afraid about, uh, writing about explicit gay sex. So good for her. Yeah. Well, that may hey, be your thing. They've made her a damn fortune. It must respond to somebody. So back to gay sex. Uh, the, I mean the <laughs> the Cassirex. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the Cassirex is just going to tear this uh, weird chimera, Bigfoot, cloven hooved beast apart because it's a fucking Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, I think this the size advantage is too much, and I think the. Uh, I don't think it's trickstery enough. Like, I don't think the Kasai Rex is going to be tracking him by his footprints. So I think the Kasai Rex is a pre- predator and the Shagamaw is a survivor. It's just trying to, like, live. But when you put him in the ring, yeah, you got to yeah, fight. No place to run, no place to hide. So the Kasai Rex takes a big bite out of the tote road, Shagamaw, and advances. No it, surprises I I there. Tell you. I I don't want to spoil House of Dragons. Are you ever going to watch it? Yeah, at some point. Oh, okay. Forget it. Okay. 
Uh, well, on to our next division, the Graves. Uh, we've got royalty coming to the octagon. It's Baron Samity. Wait, uh, make him a theme song. Um. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't. I. I'm uh, with New him. Orleans, like. Oh. They say he's a bony man. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking for music, but I like the I like the lyrics. Uh, so yeah, the old bony man himself, Baron Samity, and at the outside of the ring, the uh, truest heel there ever was, a ghost that lived only for greed in life and now sees everything as horrible, horrible garbage, and wants to eat your shit. It's the Prata. <laughs> Hello, Preta. Boy, nobody wants to see him advance. When he comes in, they play, for those about to rock, we salute you. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he wants to eat your shit. <laughs> he wants that more than anything else in the world. Next up, the shit eater, the Preta, for those about to rock. <laughs> So we've got a voodoo, a voodoo Loa, yeah. husband of Maman Brigitte. So he's very powerful, the Baron. Very you know, powerful. Extremely in tune with otherworldly magics. Yeah. And then we've got a shit eater who was an asshole when he was alive. Yeah, this seems like the kind of guy that Baron Samity is like almost specifically the boss of. Right. That's what he's there for is probably like he, he he's probably torturing him and making him roll boulders up hills till he gets to the top like Tantalus. Yeah. That's not Tantalus. No. Is it? No. Tantalus, Tantalus was the one that would. the water and yeah. it goes down and reaches for, for the, the grapes, grapes and they yeah. go up. The fruits of Tantalus. I use that expression all the time. Who's the one that rolled the boulder up the hill? That's Sisyphus. You must imagine right. him happy. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, it seems like dealing with guys like this, that's just like Tuesday for Baron Samity. That's not like something he even needs to train for. I say what? the Baron... This is my opponent? <laughs> oh, and then said you, Larry. <laughs> Why don't you go straight back to hell? <laughs> if, you don't, if you guys don't remember, he has uh, cotton up his nostrils and a nasally voice. And he's the winner of our first fight. The Baron advances. By which you I mean our first fight in the grave purple. <laughs> it's true. He should have worn purple. Oh boy, and now we've got one to watch, one that sold a lot of tickets to this Kumite. This Ooh. is the fight people wanted to see tonight. Conor McGregor? It's Kraken versus the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> it's a ridiculous fight. The Kraken is, of course. A three-mile-long squid with tusks. It's a humongous octopus-titan beast. It's basically the size of a small island, like Staten Island. Imagine yeah. you were fighting an octopus the size of Staten Island, and you are a ship filled with sad ghosts. <laughs> Not as sad as the Praetor, but pretty sad. No, pretty sad uh, they sold their souls to the sea and now are doomed to wander for eternity. The only way I could see the Dutchman coming out on top, hear me I out. I see it too. Is the Dutchman is known for being able to fly in the sky. So, 
Can it be airborne shooting cannons down at the Kraken? And would those cannons ever be enough to get the job done? Uh, the answer is yes, it would be able to do that. And the answer is no, the cannons would not make a difference. But there's another weapon you're missing, I believe. Is it the curse of delivering letters? Kind of. Okay. Um, in its back pocket, the Flying Dutchman does have a trick. It could maybe recruit the Kraken as one of its uh, seafarers. Mm. Well, And then, then it would have total power over it. I would say, here's my only argument against that being able to happen. Okay. If the Flying Dutchman could recruit non-humans... We would have that as part of its entourage already. Like, you'd be hearing about ghost sharks and ghost orcas hanging out with it. Ghost, like, radiators and, like, old, like, license plates. Anything it found in the water. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even inanimate objects. A ghost coral reef somewhere in between the two of them. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. But we didn't hear about that. But we didn't hear about that. So I don't think it could recruit the Kraken. I think... The Kraken is going to advance. I think, yeah, the Dutchman's going to try a couple tricks, p- try and play a couple Hail Marys. But, and the Dutchman is would have been, uh, you know, a pretty strong contender against almost anyone else here. Yeah, that's a bad matchup for the Dutchman. Yeah, yeah, right out the gate, just getting knocked out. But the Kraken crushes would it. Would you like to join our crew, Kraken? And the Kraken just rolls over and obliterates it. <laughs> Yeah, that was a quick one. All right. Now we've got the Mets, the men about town. We've got the Fresno Nightcrawler (laughs) versus Jeff. Okay, now let me me just uh, refresh your memory. Uh, The Fresno Nightcrawler is walking pants. Yes. And they're they're furry. They're a little bit furry. Yeah, they're furry pants, but they walk around. They're just... uh, pants that move around of their own accord and uh some of them are like three feet tall and some of them are seven feet tall yeah there are baby ones yeah they can have baby (laughs) pants yeah they reproduce sexually yeah they reproduce baby pants so uh they're very dangerous and, and they're fighting jeff who is not just a guy no jeff is a talking weasel from the isle of man that has psychokinetic powers and um, he's he he is hard to get to because he does live in the Irving family's farmhouse. <laughs> well, we let's assume that you know the Fresno Nightcrawlers live in Fresno. They both made the trip. Yeah, uh, but they're not own like like he's like he can't get out unless the Irvings are like you can go. You know, like he's kind of like a kid. Well, I mean, let's assume he also got permission. Okay, all right, understood. You know, maybe uh, maybe the teenage girl he was in love with is in the audience cheering him on. That's gross. Yeah. But keep in mind, he is a weasel. Weasels can't be statutory rapists. Is that your point? <laughs> I don't. You know what? I'm just against interspecies sexual relationships. But maybe as friends, you know, maybe I'm they can... not. I would bang an angel in a second. Would you bang a weasel? I, I said, maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> I'd bang an angel in a second. Are you saying angels are a species? This is, okay, anyway. Anyway. And yes to the weasel, too. Go ahead. Uh, so, what do you think, Fresno Nightcrawler versus Jeff? 
Once again, we've got sort of a trickster versus a minor powerhouse. We did establish that the Fresno Nightcrawler could probably kick the shit out of you. I think that the Fresno Nightcrawler wins. I I don't I don't understand. I, I don't. First of all, anything that Jeff. It's so weird to call it Jeff. Anything Jeff has to say. I mean, the pants don't have ears. So it's true. But he is the seventh wonder of the world and the Alpha and the Omega. That's that. <laughs> But but it'll fall on deaf pockets, and um, <laughs> that that leg will draw back, and will fling forward with such force and kick that weasel, and yeah. he will have to recover with the Irvings for in talking, you know, because he loves to chat. And yeah, he's a chatty girls. Cappy. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll be doing that for months afterwards after the kicking he receives from these. Yeah, these I think we're just gonna be looking pants. at just like a fifty-yard field goal. Just yeah, boom, absolutely straight out of the ring. You got him. Fresno Nightcrawler advances. With a field goal. Yeah. And he also puts three points on the board. (laughs) Uh, Still, the Ravens just don't have it on the defense. No, Uh, they don't. uh, So, that brings us back up to the Wilds. The Wilds. Shibble, who do we have in the Wilds in in our uh, our round of 16? We've got the Barmano. Versus the Wendigo. And the Barmano is the Pakistani Bigfoot. Yes. Smells very bad. No fur on its uh, knees, elbows, or breasts. And uh, also uh, has a reputation for abducting women and attempting to mate with them. Yes. Okay. And the Wendigo is a malevolent spirit, uh, possesses humans. Mm-hmm. invokes greed and hunger and the desire to cannibalize other humans and to murder people. All right. So we're going to say, let's, I'm going to put some of these guys. All right. I put as down as like societies. Do you know what I mean? Like these Bermano, uh, I think can attack in groups. We think of them as like a group of five. I was going to do the same thing with Frogman, uh, the Fresno nightcrawler. I was actually going to put like two or three of them. I think you're right. Some of them are, they would have to be a group. I mean, yeah. they only come in groups, the frogs. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Barmano and the Wendigo are both small groups of five dudes. Uh, and I think the... Uh, Not weird at all to introduce a gang fight in the middle of the tournament. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we've had groups before. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it's, you know, it's like on BattleBots, where as long as you're under the weight, you can put out as many robots as you want. Well, that's great. That's a good rule. Yeah. The team ones almost never win, but sometimes they can do something. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to put this on the Wendigo. I was just about to say, I don't even think it's a, I mean. I think they're just too vicious. It's not that scary. It's just a big dude who's dumb. Yeah, and these guys were more like on the missing link end of Bigfoot. So it's just like a group of five cavemen versus a group of five possessed cannibals. You malevolent know. evil spirits yeah yeah so yeah i'm gonna say wendigo is gonna just be too vicious barmanu had no chance against almost anyone in this competition they might have been able to get jeff <laughs> no jeff would have tricked them for sure oh yeah oh, they are not bright no well on to the ladies division that's right Still, they're just ranked as equally as anybody else, and when they advance, no quarter will be given. Whoever the winner is in the case of Bloody Mary versus La Llorona. 
And this is in the Graves division, correct? In the Graves division, because they are both dead. <laughs> both, you could think of both of them as ghosts. Or as dead ladies. Yeah, or as dead ladies. So La Llorona is the wailing woman, drowner mm-hmm. of people and kids. We know that. Yeah. Or in general. I mean, we, you said in the story she might have been drowned or she might have drowned her husband. Any number Yeah, but of she will drown you. if you. She will her. drown you. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, Bloody Mary, uh, similarly, um, might have had a dead baby at some point. We don't know how or why. Yeah. But if you call her or taunt her about the dead baby in a mirror, she will come and candy ban you. Bloody Mary, I killed you, baby. Isn't it I killed your baby? No, because I was talking about the drink that I just finished. Oh. Uh, to me, I feel like, and maybe this is just my own sort of cultural blindness, having not grown up with La Llorona and having grown up with Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary seems like she's got more tricks. And I, I feel think like they seem very similar. They do seem very similar. I think it would be a great fight. I think it would go the distance. But I think... Somebody that's doing something that uh, is making you bloody is, I think, more dangerous than someone trying to drown you, especially if they are fighting within an octagon. Wrong, because you know what? I would rather. I don't care how they're gonna try and do it. Even if there's no water in an octagon, I don't want to see how she's gonna try and drown me. Oh yeah, she'll probably just barf water into your face the whole time. Yeah, like. Or conjure, or some dark lick bile. You know, there's so many things she could drown you with. So that's number one. And number two is I would much rather be cut to death by Bloody Mary than drown. Okay. I find Bloody Mary much less intimidating. And, and I think intimidation is a factor in a fight. That's fair. That's fair. La Llorona advances. I buy it. Well, you don't have to agree. I mean, you... no, no, you convinced me. All right. All right. Now we're back up to the wets for the Great not, Lakes. Wait, not the Mets, right? No, not the Mets. This is the wets. Okay. We've got Misha Beshu versus the Loveland Frogman. <laughs> and, of course, I, I love the Loveland Frog is probably my favorite um, cryptid of the year. Oh, I think so. I think he's a real people's champ. Uh, three to four foot tall humanoid frog with a fucking magic wand. Shibble, how did you find this one? What a, what a winner. Yeah, and boy, let me tell you, he's going to be selling a lot of merch at the arena tonight. People are yeah, he's be... a favorite. Oh, yeah. What he... a crowd favorite. You shoot those sparks in the air. I imagine oh. everyone screaming. Oh, my God, yeah. The what does he enter the ring to? Oh, um. Enter I... Sandman. Yeah, that's a good choice. The Loveland Frog! And of course, Loveland Frog is qualifying as a team, because as we recall in their initial appearance, there was three of them, one with a magic wand. And they're also small enough to qualify as a team. Oh, for sure. Uh, The Mishabeshu, of course, entering to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, uh... Is now uh, a, uh, of course, an underwater panther. Thank you. Excuse me, what? A.K.A. and Ethan. Right. It's underwater panther. Similar to how you are a baron criminal. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, he does also have a tail that's made of copper, as I recall. (laughs) 
pure, unrefined copper. Copper, or is it cupra nickel now? Or it used to be copper? Is that coins? Um, no, I think I think the ore is still copper ore. Okay, so he no, I meant his tail. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so it's cupra nickel, and uh, he's fighting the frogs. Well, I mean, he is. This is a well. First of all, he's not underwater, so he's just a panther at this point. Yeah, but he's uh, he does have the physique honed from living underwater. That's full body engagement, twenty four hours a day. Swimmer's body, huh? Yeah, yeah, lean and muscular. Lean and muscular panther versus um, Smurf-like frogs with magic wands that shoot sparks. Uh, They're three is, feet tall. Yes. They have hopping abilities, though not very much. <laughs> like any other creature with legs. <laughs> Pretty much. They hop about as good as like you do. But only they're only half the height, so that's a pretty good I, hop. I could dunk in high school, thank you, and you know that. I'm sorry. They can hop about as good as I can. No, as good as I can now. Okay, they can hop as good as either of us can currently. And who do you think between us could jump farther? Just a standing long Now? Right now. Between me and you? Yeah. You. All right, I'll take it. Shibble, I'm a fat person. That's true. I've never heard you say that's true. (laughs) No, I know. I always say that's true. I say you shouldn't care. You're beautiful. Oh, I don't care. I I wouldn't bring it up. I've stopped caring. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. No, I feel much better about it. Here's my argument for the frogman winning. Here's my argument for getting fatter. Go ahead. Uh, Those sparks, that's an electrical type of attack. That copper conducts electricity. That's going to make this guy vulnerable to electric types. I'm going to say... The frogman's going to shock this dude's heart. Holy shit. With the sparks. I didn't even see it coming. I didn't think they had a chance. I was getting ready to say goodbye to my favorite competitor, but they have the perfect weapon and the perfect opponent. There's nothing... I mean, literally, even if they shot it the wrong way, it would act as a conductor. Yeah, and it would arc put his tail it. up, and, and, it would, and it would draw in the electricity. Yeah. Yeah, he. They're gonna kill the underwater panther. Totally. They had a good luck on that first draw, you know. Unlike uh, whoever drew uh, the uh, the the uh, ship. The, yeah, unlike Dutchman who had a rough time. But hey, that's the wets division for you. It's heartbreak and triumph all across the board. So congratulations to the Loveland Frogs taking out the uh, Mishapishu. Yeah, probably busted a lot of people's brackets there. <laughs> Down to our... Can you do a Dick Vitale impression? Like, bracket busters! Can you do that? I've never heard him say that. I don't know what his voice sounds like. Oh, he's got so annoying. If I wasn't sick, I would do an approximation. So we got our final fight of round one before Mm. we take a a halftime break. We've got the Hat Man versus Siren Head. Our spookiest fight of the night. Siren Head has been force-fed Benadryl <laughs> in order to summon the Hat Man. And, of course, the Hat Man is uh, the shadowy entity that you see on some occasions wearing a top hat or a fedora in the corner of your room when you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. A malevolent shadow person. Right. He wants to do bad things to you, so just, just go to bed. And, uh, of course, Siren Head is a tall, emaciated being with a pair of sirens where he should have a head 
mm-hmm. which emit various noises, both natural and man-made, like radio broadcasts, white noise, and human voices. Yeah, mimicry powers, look out. Those Uh-oh. have come into play before. On the tail of the tape, that would be in bold. Yeah. Don't discount those mimicry powers, Underwater Panther. Those could be a factor in this fight tonight. Both men have 106-inch reach. Criminal. Uh, but no, if we were going to be talking, obviously, about reach, Siren Head has got the advantage. You know what I heard? What's that? Chael Sonnen, who was a bit of a loudmouth, not, not ever a champion, but an excellent, excellent MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, very solid started, you know, was one of the early guys and, you know, he's popular now, but he's a great talker. He's, he, mm-hmm. and he's yeah, I, I've sport. heard the name as someone who follows MMA casually. So he must be yeah, and he, a big he, figure. Most, yeah, he's a big figure in the sport and most importantly, a big fan of the sport mm. as well. And I've heard him talk, uh, extensively about in every fight, one guy's got a longer reach. The reach is not a big deal in every fight. You only hear about it when. It's, you know, in hindsight, it's like, well, do you see what the reach is? Before the fight, there's always a guy with a longer reach, and it makes no difference in 99% of fights. I feel like that's more true. I think it's a holdover from boxing where I think it would make more of a difference because you have fewer ways to sort of close that gap and it limits your options in terms right, of fighting style. Right, because you can style. kick in MMA. I mean, yeah, yeah. Reach, I think, makes more sense as a, a boxing term, and I bet it's mostly just a, exists as a holdover. Oh, I'm, if you were boxing, I think your reach would be far more important than in MMA. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, no, sorry about that. Go back. No problem. The Hat Man versus the Siren Head. All right. I'm going to say first off, we're going to knock out psychological powers on both of these guys. It's going to be a wash. They're both going to creep each other out. They both know how to handle creepy situations. So, I think it has to come down to a physical fight. And I think a physical fight between a guy wearing a hat and a 30-foot tall monster i'm gonna give it maybe reach doesn't mean that much but i think when it's the difference between 30 feet and six feet that's a pretty big reach advantage yeah no an extreme reach advantage is different you know yeah. i mean an extreme reach that's advantage more that's more of a range advantage than reach advantage and also you can look at the siren the the uh sirens as weapons really i mean he could swing those things around yeah and he could blast out deafening noises yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of things he could do with those that the his opponent just doesn't have those abilities or in any way to counter them. Yeah, and I think they're both going to accidentally uh, choose to use the Undertaker's entrance music for their <laughs> entrance music. How embarrassing. Yeah, and then they're going to get in and they're going to try and spook each other out and it doesn't work. And then the Siren Head is just going to swipe him with a giant clawed arm and knock him across the ring. Siren Head advances. And Hatman is just going to fade away. Hatman is going to, yeah, return to his home dimension, the world of the shadow people. Oh, I thought it was going to be at, at our listeners' house. No, from there, he's going to go to their houses. Oh, okay. So, are you ready for round two? Do you want to hear these matchups? I would. Uh, tell me, we are now in the Elite Eight. Who remains and in what division? In the Wilds division, we've got Cassi Rex versus the Wendigo. Mm. In the Graves division, we've got Baron Samity versus La Llorona. Oh, that's going to be a grave encounter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Baron criminal. <sighs> then we've got 
the fight nobody wanted to see. The long shot, the underdog <laughs> versus the ultimate overdog, the Kraken versus the Loveland Frogman. Oh, I can't wait for that. And then the Mets. We've got long and lean and nothing good comes in between. It's the Fresno Nightcrawler versus Siren Head. Similar body types. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if their fighting styles will have any, you know, overlap and how that'll if come only, into play. Uh, if only the Fresno Nightcrawler had an upper body. Ooh. That would be so helpful in a fight. Yeah, or like any sort of fighting abilities. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a mouth. Yeah, just, just, just anything. <laughs> Feet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a smile. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got the Kasai Rex... Versus a team of five Wendigo. This is interesting. It is interesting. Because I think Wendigo, they're pretty crafty. I think they're smart enough that they might be able to figure something out. The question is, is there anything to figure out? Is there any play that will work? I also think they're, they can uh, dis, like apparate and disapparate. Are those Harry Potter words or real words? Uh, do you mean uh, evaporate and condense? No, like disappear and appear. Oh, uh, like... Transport, s- teleport. Solidify and desolidify? No, teleport. Yeah, they can... Uh, oh, so you think they can teleport? I feel like a Wendigo could teleport. Am I wrong? Uh, let's say yes. It's a, it's an evil spirit, and I feel like most evil spirits appear behind you. It's true, and I... Yeah, because I'm thinking of them mostly as the spirits that are possessing the dudes. But they could abandon the dudes yeah. and possess the Kassai Rex. Well, no. We don't know that it, it can possess a non-dude. That's true. You don't really hear about it. No, we do know because the Wendigo is the villain in Pet Cemetery, and it possesses the cat and the dog, and there you go. It can well, I'm not going to argue with Stephen King himself. Yeah, I'm going to say... That the Wendigo is not only going to defeat the Cassi Rex, it's going to advance in the form of a Cassi Rex. Yes. It takes the Cassi Rex's corpse to the next round. It's the Wendorex. <gasps> the Rexigo. The Cassi Wendigo. <laughs> That's a good one. That's <laughs> what they call it. <laughs> Let me tell you. If you find a gal that'll give you a Cassi Wendigo, you hang on to her. The Cassindigo girls. <laughs> you got me. Thank you. Up next. The dickside Rex chicks. <laughs> up next, we've got. That was not a genital joke. That was a Dixie Cassi joke. No, I understand. <laughs> up next, we've got Baron Samity. Versus La Llorona. In the Graves Division. In the Graves Division. Now, I think you made an argument that applies to this earlier. I think you said that the Baron is like a general of the other side. Yeah, he's he's a ranking figure. La Llorona may be a ghost of some rank, but she still serves the lords of the other side. It's true. This division was really set up to Baron... 
to uh, favor the Baron. But wouldn't he do that? That's something the Baron would do. It's true. He is a trickster. He was probably the one that suggested to me put him in the Graves division. I, I had a really tough to time coming up with these divisions. <laughs> do it, do it in, the, in Creole French. I was just uh, trying to help Shibble. <laughs> do you want to hear some of the other ideas I had for divisions while I was trying to figure yeah, this out? Absolutely. There was uh, the Harry division. <laughs> there was the uh, division of things you would be able to summon. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was Bloody Mary, the Hat Man, uh, Wendigo, and Baron Samity. Wow. There was the Stinky Division. We can <laughs> only come up with three. Barmanu. Yeah, yeah. there was Barmanu, there was the Preta, and there was Baron Samity. Shagamaw. Uh, yeah, I guess the Shagamaw probably would have stuck. Yeah, then there was the, the Civilizations. For all the ones that I ended up making into teams, I was like, what if I just made a division that was all the teams and they all had to face off against each other? These are all good ideas. You don't have bad ideas often. Yeah, they were just... Ever, these are, those are all the ones that I had to like try to figure out to make sure nobody got left behind and I <laughs> had four divisions. And that's also why, it, story-wise, Dutchman could have been in the dead division, but he was traded to the wet division for La Llorona. There was oh, a little poor uh, Dutchman. That's what got him screwed against the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely the Baron's doing. <laughs> I was just trying to help Shebel. <laughs> Speaking of the Kraken... Yes? Can three Loveland frogmen defeat the Kraken? Let's stop and let's think. The question is, how do three Loveland frogs beat the Kraken? Here's how they do it. Okay. From inside the Kraken. Mm. They get, get swallowed. They get swallowed whole. They're small enough that they can do that. And they're wet and slimy that they can just slip down the throat and avoid getting chewed up. Shibble, what are you talking about? One is three miles long. He doesn't even need to. He could swallow a house without biting it. It's true. Now they're inside the Kraken. Right. They make their way to the Kraken's brain. Fighting their way through his immune system. (laughs) Until they reach his brain and they stun his brainstem with their magic wand by jamming it into the base of his spine. (laughs) (laughs) They fire it. He dies instantly or becomes a vegetable, which I think is a TKO. Oh, so he becomes a vegetable. It's a TKO. <laughs> That's I didn't a TKO. realize that was one of the rules that, that if your opponent goes into a coma or becomes a vegetable, it's a TKO. Okay, yeah, thank you. Because it's supposed to be a fight to the death, but you don't need to kill someone that's a vegetable. We'll right, call they that can one be brain te- dead. That's yeah. technically okay. Yeah, yeah, that's just a TKO. No, wait, we should have said that in the beginning, but okay, I'll let it stand. You know, it almost never comes up. <laughs> brain death? You're right. Brain death is a very, you know, it's, 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 it's a it's, rare event in the Kumite. We had to consult the books on this one, but you know, the Frogman advances. Do you think that the family of the Kraken is going to have a huge court case about whether to unplug or, you know, like that lady? I mean, they're definitely, I mean, the waivers that you have to sign to get into the Kumite, all I know is that we're in the clear. Oh, okay. Don't you? Lo- that's what I was getting at. Was do we have liability for the Kraken's brain death? No, no. He already knew he was a risk that he would die. The brain death is sort of included. Okay. 
And in the Mets division. Cleon Jones. For our finals, final round to get into the semifinals. That's final how match I would of say. the Elite Eight. <laughs> yes, the final match of the Elite Eight. The Fresno Nightcrawler <laughs> versus Siren Head. So walking pants versus a 30-foot-tall siren that's emaciated. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put this one on Siren Head once again. And I think also uh, Siren Head now is going to be able to use its psychological powers. I think the Fresno Nightcrawler would get freaked out and driven insane. I think the, the pants look like a drawing of Siren Head that's one-tenth done. So I would think <laughs> Siren Head has the advantage. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're both seeing the Fresno Nightcrawlers are attempting to kick Siren Head to death. But to no avail, they quickly give up hope as he plays horrible sounds that break their will. Siren Head advances. I'm another walking pants. Can we be friends? There's no danger here. <laughs> Let's check it out. Was that so, with the walking pants talking? Yeah, that's what they sound like. They sound like Let's Shaq. Let's check it out. <laughs> I thought they were Shaq for a second. Let's check it out. <laughs> We're just some walking pants. I mean, from, they could be Shaq's pants. We're from big and tall. They're they're quite big. I would hate to be attacked by Shaq's walking pants. We are the longest pants. So we've got... Have you seen Manute Bowles' pants? <laughs> nothing. They're, they're very big. <laughs> Yao Ming's pants were also long. For our final four, we've got the Cassie Wendigo. <laughs> Versus Baron Samity. It's ridiculous. And Siren Head versus the ultimate underdogs, the Loveland Frog. Wow, these are wow. these are amazing matchups. These are oh, some which great first? fights. Huh? Uh, up first, we've got the Cassi Wendigo versus Baron Samity. And now, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, this is not the Kasai Rex. These, this is the Wendigo group controlling the corpse of the Kasai Rex, as is the style of the Wendigo. And let me tell you, once again, the Baron's ability to control the dead is coming into play. Oh, that's right. The Wendigo are evil They're spirits. evil spirits. Yeah, that's right. He's a higher-ranking Loa. He's oh my god, he's he's just pulling pulling his badge out on all these people. Yeah, yeah, he's just saying, uh, listen, I'll get you fucking fired if you don't take a dive. Yeah, he's he's really a bully. <laughs> yeah, and boy, once again, somehow the bracket has broken in his favor, and we've got the Baron advancing almost as if by his very own trickster play. This is very something's going on here. This is very unusual. Yeah, the 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 gaming commission is going to be investigating this. Yes. Someone call Lorenzo Fertitta immediately. And speaking of things that probably look suspicious to the gaming commission, we've got the Loveland Frogman coming up against Siren Head. A very interesting matchup. Very interesting. Siren Head still very large. And I can Pretend to be a Loveland frog. 
At least vocally. Yes, you can mimic a Loveland frog. You could also pretend to be, say, a streetlight, if that were to play to your advantage. I'm one of you, or a streetlight. Does that help? Now, I think the Loveland frogs are going to be trusting by nature. I think they're going to approach. I don't think they're going to be trusting. They're in a death tournament. It's true. The mimicry is not going to fool them. No, they know what they're like. They're in a ring. They're in a ring in a fight to the death. Do you think it's true? The they just killed the crackheaded, the giant speaker-headed monster. When it goes, I'm Mrs. Loveland Frog. Come to mommy. Do you think they're going to be like, oh, it's mommy? It's true. After this amazing mission inside the Kraken, we've established that these are now basically the green beret of the Loveland Frogs. Well, and they've they've also gotten closer and grown together as a group throughout this experience. It's true. And there are several of them. I think they are going to be, because I think because of uh, the size of Siren Head, it's a little bit ungainly. You know, we never, it's a little bit lanky. Do you know what I mean? I think it's clumsy. I I, I feel it's clumsy also. I can't picture it running. It does run, but I can't picture it running with coordination. Now, we also know that it has tape recorders inside of it. That if you opened up where you would think its heart would be, you would find a cassette recorder. These guys operate partially electronically. What do you think it would play if you if you played the tape? Oh, I think it would play like the sound of uh, your Donald, love thank, thank you very much for documents, Mr. Throne. <laughs> no, it would play some jerky boys. <laughs> Ain't that right, Sizzle Chest? Oh, I thought you meant the movie with Unky. <laughs> no, no, I meant the tapes. I meant oh, the audio like, like with the with the what are those guys' names? We should give them. They they were so funny. No jerky boys. I names. don't know their names, but they you would know them as the Jerky Boys. Everybody yeah. loved them in our age. Yeah, everyone. I, you guys should check them out if you if you're not of our age group because they were pretty funny. Yeah, although I admit, prank phone calls always stressed me out. I hated prank phone calls. I enjoyed them. I think the Loveland Frog is going to advance. How? Tell me how. It is going to. One of them is going to act as bait for Siren Head. Whichever one. Because they're going to split up, right? They're going to head to three opposite sides to try and surround Siren Head. And how many sides are there of an octagon? There are eight. Right. So we got three different sides and we got... Okay, so we in the fourth side. So you, you can split it up pretty evenly. And then we got Siren Head. Yeah. Siren Head is going to have to make a move for one of them first. Right. When he does that, the other two strike, trying to knock him down, throw him off balance. Because they're all waiting in a defensive posture, right? So they're going to knock him to the ground that way. Maybe they'll use the tried and true kneel behind him and push. One of those. Could be a classic. Or, you know, one dodges. He makes a swipe. You know, one dodges, and so he's already off balance. So then they just grab his hind leg, push it up, something like yeah, that. Yeah, do a little uh, t- a little trip takedown. Yeah, they get him on the ground. Then, using their reasonably good leaping ability, <laughs> head quickly towards the opening with the cassette recorder. <gasps> Magic wand! Cassette recorder! It. Yeah, he, uh, he just... Dies. So that's how you kill him. They erase yeah. the tape yeah. with their magic wands with the with the electricity. They they the now he doesn't tape. know where he is. He's like a baby. 
Exactly. It, could they program him to bring him to the next round? I don't think so. I think that's a bit much. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm just asking the questions but, the audience wants to know. No, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. But I think we've got an amazing final. Are you ready? I don't for this? believe what we've come. Y'all ready for this? Please, what rise! Are on Jock Jams. Hmm. What other songs are on Jock Jams? We are the champions. Obviously, is going to be. Oh. As is yeah, we will na, rock na, you. Na, na, hey, 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 goodbye. Probably we, Sweet Caroline. We uh, will rock you. Yeah, definitely. Um, that oh, song we are the from, champions. Oh, yeah. No, we, all right. Yeah, we already got Queen. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Jock jams are blaring. When they switch... To some of that old times Nolens jazz. Uh oh. Marching down to the octagon burr, 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 burr. in a procession of skeletons burr, led burr, burr, burr. by the dandiest man you've ever seen brandishing an umbrella. That's right. The thunder from down under earth in hell. <laughs> it's Baron Samity. Lord of the Loa. He he actually is just a Loa. <laughs> yeah. He's Lord Lord of the Giddy Loa. Lord of the Giddy Loa. Does not, does not, not live in hell. Not all Loa. Does not he live is, in hell. <laughs> he, okay. And his opponent entering. The lights come down. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Why uh, can't uh, we uh, be friends? <laughs> Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? It's the Loveland Frogman waving to the crowd. All three of them, one holding up his wand. Shooting sparks in circles. Why can't we be friends? The crowd goes crazy. They're they're, they're slapping hands, high fives all the way down the ramp. Children are overjoyed. They're on their feet screaming. They're screaming because they've just witnessed death, like for eight rounds of monsters killing each other. And why are they there? It's true. They are screaming in constant horror. <laughs> and now we've got our final fight. Baron Samity up against his first truly living opponent. A team of three Loveland frogmen. I think we all know which way this is going to go. I have no idea which way this is going to go. You Do you have any idea how this is going to go? You know what? If I was making this into a movie, I would cut to credits right now. I would too. I, 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 is I almost want the audience. Up, is there a way they could come up with some kind of agreement? No, that's cheating. You know what? I think the Baron, with his sense of humor... Will step down and tap the mat three times. I think he. I think he gets it. I he taps think, out. He yeah. taps the mat. No, no. He'll do something first. He'll do something a great dandy gesture, and then and then swoop his hand down and go like this and tap the mat three times to signal his submission. Yeah, I think he is going to concede the match and say, "Surely, I could never beat these fine warriors." 
and I respect their bravery on the field. They are and the greatest warriors here by far. I could never challenge them. And then he, I must do this, and the whole the whole room will will be quiet. And like a spotlight will go to him, and he'll reach down, and they'll be like, "No!" Like everyone who bet, and mm-hmm. he'll tap lightly one, two, three on the mat as the referee runs over in disbelief and says, "It's over, it's over, it's over." Winner and holds up the hand of the disgusting frog nearest him. The crowd, a bizarre mixture of cheers and boos. <laughs> Uh, also a bizarre mixture of people and, and, and villains and ghouls and demons. The Baron Samity now walks home happy that the other 14 monsters in the tournament have all been killed and are now now as slaves and because they are dead. Uh, and as, that he's made such a funny and notable appearance. Yeah, returns home to his beautiful white Maman Brigitte. Who do you think is the real winner, though? I mean, the winner of the Kumite are the is Loveland the people. Frogs. Yes, the people. Bar- the Baron has made sure that the Loveland Frogs have won the Kumite, but that you, our listeners, have won the episode. And let's be honest, the Loveland Frog did really earn it. They really had a lot of heart out in that fight. It was great to see. And that's what the Baron realized, and that's what he recognized and uh, gave them credit for, I think, because I think he's a fair Baron. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you have any final thoughts on the Kumite? Any final thoughts on Season 3? I'm blown away. I mean, I, I, I want the audience to know I'm, I'm literally really sick and sweating right now, and like this was hard to, to sit, but it was so much fun. Like it, I, I enjoyed every second of this. I love how it ended. I love that the Baron tapped out. I love that the Frogs won. And I love that everyone goes home happy except the dead the dead entrance. Yeah, except for all the ones that died. But hey, that's what they signed up for. And some of them were already dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just more dead. So thank you so much, everybody, for uh, tuning in this week. <laughs> thank you for tuning in this season. It's been a lot of fun. We hope you'll come back for season four. We got a lot of fun ideas in the tank. I mean, we don't have that many fun ideas, but we've got a lot of, I can guarantee you it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be amazing, you guys. Tell them about that great idea you had, Ethan. Oh, I have an amazing idea. Tell it's me about shame it. and embarrassment. We tried, okay, I'm just joking. and we will I'm joking, see I'm you joking. next season. We tried that at the beginning of this season. Didn't quite work. <laughs> no, um, we have a lot of stuff uh, that we're working that well that I've been working on that Shibble will either like or not like. So you'll tune in to see that. But yeah, really being serious. You guys are on a great journey with us. We're having a lot of fun. We love doing it. We love doing it with you even more. So join us for season four. Join us on the internets and on Patreon at mm-hmm. Uncle Monster Six. Mm-hmm. Join us on Twitter at Uncle Monster Podcast. Mm-hmm. Join us on Instagram at Uncle Monster Six. And just come and hang out with us when an episode gets released. And that's what really what we appreciate the most. We love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next season. Don't, don't get spooked. You don't look so bad to me. 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 You don't.
look so bad to me. He don't 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 look so bad to me. Me. You don't look so bad to me.